At Cane Growers Herbert River, our purpose is to provide assistance to Herbert growers across a large and varied number of issues. We are dedicated to the provision of services to our valued members, including payroll, safety audits, and assistance with Smart Cane BMP accreditation. Cane Growers Herbert River staff, the board and elected representatives are in the business of looking after cane growers, their businesses, the sugar industry and families across the Herbert River District. Cane Growers Queensland is a not-for-profit public company providing a professional and cohesive voice for the grower members of 13 district cane grower companies, which includes Cane Growers Herbert River. Cane Growers Queensland members are from a diversity of cane farming businesses, large and small farms, run by individuals, families and corporate bodies. The strength of Cane Growers Queensland is their capacity to unite in the interests of its members and ensure the voices of growers are heard in our communities, by government and in international forums. The 13 regional cane grower companies nominate representatives to sit on the Policy Council, which decides the overall direction of Cane Growers Queensland. Corporate governance is provided by eight of these representatives who are elected to the Cane Growers Queensland Board. There are three permanent Policy Council committees, Economics and Trade, Farm Inputs and Research, and Environment and Sustainability. For members, Cane Growers Queensland provides representation, leadership and services and promotes unity in the interests of its members to ensure a secure and profitable future for the Australian sugar industry. In this podcast, you'll hear from a Cane Growers board member, their role and what they're doing for Cane Grower members and the Australian sugar industry. Dan Galligan commenced as Chief Executive Officer of Cane Growers in June 2015. Originally from a mixed farming enterprise near Pittsworth on the Darling Downs, Mr Galligan has spent a career across a broad ambit of roles in the agricultural sector. Dan led the Queensland Farmers Federation from 2009 to 2015 and prior to that spent a decade driving policy and grower services with Cotton Australia in Queensland. During this time, He worked in advocacy roles in Queensland and New South Wales, as well as holding grower services and management positions. Dan has been heavily involved in numerous policy negotiations with government around issues such as land and water management and land access frameworks, vegetation management, natural disaster response, industry management of reef water quality protection and electricity prices and policy. Dan has a formal background in applied science, rural systems management and before taking on industry-focused positions, he worked in extension and research roles in the public sector. Dan, what are some of the main achievements that you've been involved in that have shaped the Australian sugar industry? Okay, so if we look back over the five and a half years I've been involved in kangaroos, there's a number of milestones that I'm personally proud of, but that doesn't disregard the, the fact that kangaroos have been achieving things for nearly 100 years for the industry. So many great things have been uh, achieved prior to my time. Uh, when I came into the industry, it was a particularly interesting time. We're just on the verge of having um, the great uh, debate, I guess, around marketing choice. And one of the um, important things we achieved through 2015-16, and it really demonstrated the benefits of collective effort with cane growers and other grower bodies working together to really drive through the importance of marketing choice for farmers. And I think we've seen the benefits of that for the last five years. Um, and really bringing about what was a, a massive change in the marketing environment for sugar in Australia, but making sure that growers were at the heart of those considerations and that growers weren't discounted. 
uh, backing up that with uh, the outcome of achieving the Federal Code of Conduct for marketing. So we have a dual system of protection through the state legislation, but also um, the Federal Code of Conduct for marketing that protects the interests of growers in terms of choice and and really provides that arbitration through the negotiation of cane supply agreements. Again, cane growers, very strong voice in both those debates through 15, 16 and right into 17 for the Code of Conduct, um, but also working with other industry organisations. There's probably a couple of other things that I'm really proud of that have sometimes been more prominent than others, but um, really working as an industry is very important to me. I think Cangrose has got an enormous opportunity to represent the industry issues, but also look at the industry's issues from through the prism and from the perspective of farmers to make sure that we're always thinking about what's in the best interests of farmers and their communities and taking a lead role and, and taking the responsibility of a very strong membership base and, and the responsibility that gives us to work as an industry. So even recently through the course of last year when we worked as an industry, Cane Growers convened a supply chain working group to try and manage the risks to COVID-19 to the industry to make sure that we actually got through a season, as we did, relatively unscathed. Uh, at the same time, we've worked with the boards of Sugar Research Australia and the board of Australian Sugar Milling Council and the boards of Australian Cane Farmers Association to really bring together an industry leadership forum to look at the future of the industry, to set in place a working vision by 2030 for the industry, to really start to give the industry some focus. And that's really been um, the benefit of having an, an organisation like Cane Growers that leads those discussions and, and represents uh, the industry but through the prism of growers. Besides that, I guess the the really amazing um, achievement for cane growers is actually down to growers, which is now from where we were five, half, five and a half years ago to have over 35% of the cane area in Queensland accredited to BMP. So while the organisation has led the facilitation of that program, really the benefit and the achievement of all those things has come because of the efforts of growers. What are the key benefits for cane farmers in being a member of cane growers? The great thing about being involved in cane growers is about collectivism. That's the fundamental issue about a membership organisation. Um, by working together and leveraging up uh, the efforts of individual farmers, firstly through the districts, which is where really where the grunt and the, and the wheelhouse of the industry is for us, um, managing those local mill areas, ensuring mill supply occurs, but also the relationship and the benefits um, that accrue from a collective cane supply agreement. Um, the benefit of having Queensland cane growers behind the scenes of those district efforts, firstly at the district level, is we provide all that legal and technical support to the negotiation around cane supply agreement and the intelligence that comes with some of our staff that have been in the industry for decades. Uh, that's a real benefit of QCGA, but also the, the clear model to amplify the voice of those individual growers at the local level through the district boards, through our policy council that sets national and state policy, but also as we convene the Australian Cane Growers Council through Queensland Cane Growers, we're a member and foundation member of the Queensland Farmers Federation and a foundation member and a proud member of the National Farmers Federation and indeed the World Association of Beaten Cane Growers. So an individual cane farmer, through their relationship through their district and then through their state organisation at Queensland Cane Growers, has influence over district, state, national and international policy issues. And we are an internationally exposed industry. And having worked with the Sugar Milling Council in the last couple of years, but cane growers leading that discussion with the federal government to take India on at the World Trade Organisation, to take what is a, a risk, of course, for the Australian government to take India and call them to account on their trade policy, which has an enormous impact on the Australian cane producer. 
is really important, and it's because of the strength of of cane growers as a as an industry organisation that the federal government was convinced they needed to take action. And that's the real benefit of something that impacts the bottom line of every farmer. But we've got an organisation that has the strength to convince the Australian government that that's worthwhile doing. And, and we're close to seeing the end result of that effort. And how can cane farmers continue to be more profitable and sustainable into the future? The core focus of cane growers as being a grassroots membership organisation has got to be about building the profitability of members. Everything we do and every dollar we spend actually comes from members, so we are acutely attuned to the fact that what we should be doing is focusing on issues that improve or sustain our profitability. So we try and do that on both sides of the front on um, both sides of the ledger for farmers. Firstly, to reduce input costs, obviously a very important issue for all of agriculture. So that's that's fundamental to cane supply go- agreements to ensure that farmers are getting the best price they can get for their cane, that it's most efficiently delivered to the mill and through the support that Cane Growers gives to the cane analysis program in every mill, make sure those payment systems are sustainable. Then on the policy front for those areas that irrigate, uh, last year we were successful in getting the Queensland Government to commit to a 15% reduction in water prices. So on water and electricity, we have a very long and leading uh, cutting-edge platform for policy to reduce the cost of electricity and water. But likewise, on another input cost, on rates. We've got a campaign almost in every district around supporting negotiations and debates around the rating practices of councils. So on the input side, we try and reduce the costs of farming. Also on the revenue side, though, particularly of late in the last couple of years, we've done a lot of work to support that work on marketing choice. So we now have a pricing essentials course out in the districts where we're working with farmers to understand how to determine your cost of production and take that knowledge on cost of production and really apply it to the market work we do with our market information services, which is really looking ahead at the opportunities that you can work with your marketer to see where there is a good price that may be available in the market, you know your cost of production and you can take advantage of that. And we have the data that supports that the farmers that do take a proactive uh, stance on pricing their sugar they do become more profitable. So also on that revenue side, the uh, strategy, medium and long-term strategy on BMP is actually recognition in the marketplace. So we now have the biggest global buyers of sugar are demanding sustainably sourced sugar. We have over 35% of the national crop is accredited and they all recognise BMP from Coke, Mondelez, Nestle. They all recognise the Smart Cane BMP program from Australia as a sustainably sourced accreditation, and we've worked with support from the federal government at Cane Growers. We now have a model working with blockchain technology to recognise that Smart Cane BMP accredited cane and sugar with a relationship across the Australian supply chain where buyers will look to purchase Australian sugar first when they want to be sustainable, and that should underpin that profitability of a farmer. So the model for Cane Growers is, again, to look at all the issues from a farmer's perspective do all we can to put the pressure on input cost, to reduce input cost, and our policy advocacy is attuned to that, but also look at ways we can increase and diversify revenue strands for farmers. And that'll be the future as well to hopefully build their profitability over time. Listen to more podcasts like this one at herbertrivercanegrowers.com.au and learn about other topics of interest to Herbert Growers.